0: where your treasure is there your heart is also we would have did it the opposite at least i would have i would have said where your heart is there he said no 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 show me your checkbook i'll tell you who and what you love show me where you spend your time your talent your treasure and your talk and i'll tell you who and what you love
1: Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and Author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad you're with us today as we continue our message for the love of money. And Pastor, I think a lot of us have that biblical truth flipped upside down. We tend to think of it backwards like you pointed out. You know, Scripture says, where your treasure is, there your heart is also. So many of us live the other way around. We think that our money's going to follow our hearts, but that's just not the way it works, is it? it that's not the way it works. Uh, you know that movie, Show Me the Money. Yeah. Show me
0: the money. Well, wait a minute. This is Jesus saying this. Yeah. And, and so he knows. And so we have to be very careful uh, that we analyze our commitment to the master juxtaposition money. Hmm. You know, does money have me or do I have money? Yeah. Uh, and, and listen, not just money. Everything we have is God's by ownership, ours by stewardship. And so people ask questions, how much of my money do I give to the Lord? No, no, no. Wrong question. Wrong right? question. How much of God's money do you keep for yourself? That's the question, yeah. because a steward is someone who's going to give account, be held accountable uh, for the other person's materials and money. And, mm-hmm. and that's what uh, each of us have to come to an understanding of. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's based on, you know, our maturity in Christ. When we've come to a level of full commitment, we understand everything belongs
1: to him. And as we begin to understand that, the way we spend our money, give our money, all of that begins to change. We're going to continue to look at this truth from Matthew chapter 6 today. So join us there as we continue for the love of money. Here is Pastor Ford.
0: Some of you may recall, uh, uh, supposed to be a true story, a church uh, needed, uh, they bought a building, but it had no parking. And they're in a busy, busy place uh, like Hyde Park. And there was a store next to them that closed on Sunday. They went to the store owner. He said, yeah, I'm a Christian. They said, can we lease your lot for the?" He said, you don't have to lease it. He said, I'm going to let you use it because I don't use it, and I'm a believer. I I go to church. That's why I shut my business down. So he said, but I still need a lease, even though I'm not going to charge you. So they looking at the paper. they looking at it and said, oh, you made a mistake here. He said, what do you mean? Will you have here that we get to use it 51 weeks out of the year? We wanna use it 52, he said, no, 51. They said, well, are you gonna have uh, opening on that day? No, I'll be in church. So the lot will just be vacant? Yeah, well, why can't we use it? And here's what he said, I'm gonna keep one week because you're using it every week will make you think you own it. I wanna make sure you never forget I own it. When you tie, you're telling God, I recognize you own it. I'm worshiping you with what you told me. I can't give you what you're worth. I'll just give you what you told me to give you. And so we do not own and we demonstrate it. Now, let me give you this. So what does the Bible teach us? What's the proper education about money? At least four. Number one, God created Everything. Psalm 24 1, the earth is the Lord, the world and the fullness thereof, and they that dwell upon it. That's it. And so what happens? Genesis 1 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. John 1 3, Jesus is the creator of heaven and earth. And so we know He's God in the flesh. And so God created everything. Now, 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 somebody said, you know, Uh, I got my favorite cake I made it no you didn't you put it together you ain't made it you ain't make the flour which came from the wheat that you didn't make you didn't make the bacon powder the sugar you didn't make none of it all of it came from God so what you did was you put it together you just know how to put it together better than a whole lot of other people That's why everybody wants your cake, your peach cobbler, your sweet potato pie. You just put it together better. But you ain't made nothing. God made everything. And so God created everything. That's what we got to understand. Here's the second thing that we need about our proper education about money. God controls everything. Psalm 50, 10 through 12 tells us he controls it all. God is the great chess player, y'all. He is the one. The Bible says, and we're going to look at it in a minute in Deuteronomy 8.18. He's the one that sets this whole thing up. Let us see. God conveys everything. C-O-N, V-E-Y-S. You know what it means. It means gives to us. James chapter 1 verse 17. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights, in whom is no variableness nor shadow of turning. Every good and perfect gift. And anybody remember what the word perfect means? I think that's our old friend Telios, isn't it? That's right. It does what it was meant to do. Deuteronomy 8.18, listen to this. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers, as it is this day. Let me just read 19 and 20. Then it shall be, if you by any means forget the Lord your God, forget who gave you the money, forget who gave you the wealth, and follow other gods and serve and worship them, including yourself, the biggest idol. I testify against you this day that you shall surely perish as the nations which the Lord destroys before you. So you shall perish because you would not be obedient to the voice of the Lord your God. Remember what God told them? Before they even went in, what did God say? You're going to forget. You're going to live in houses that you didn't build. You're going to eat from fruit trees that you didn't plant. You're going to have milk and honey flowing everywhere and you're going to forget who gave it to you. Oh, yeah. And it's easy to forget when you live in the life of rally and you live in luxury. And so God created everything. God controls everything. God conveys everything. God considers everything. This is the evaluation of God. Matthew 25, we're going to study that a little later on. We're going to study that. But remember now, what is Matthew 25 about? He gave one five. He gave one two. He gave one one. Somebody help me out. Somebody help me out. Tell me me what happened. You read it before. Quit being so timid. Jay said, y'all all interact with him all the time. Y'all, I said, don't say nothing to me. Why do not why they talk to you and they don't talk to me? I'm the senior pastor. They don't even say nothing. Come on, somebody help me out here. You done read Matthew 25, the parable of the stewards? What happened? I ain't asking you to, to exegete it. I'm just asking you to tell me what happened. Yeah. Oh, no. I know y'all ain't come to Bible study, ain't going to say nothing to me. I will tell you. Okay, he gave one five. And what did he expect from the one who had five? Five. God wants 100% return on his investment. Then he gave the one two. What did he expect back? Two. And he gave the one one. What did he expect back? One. And who brought back five? Five. Who brought back two? Two. What did the one bring back? Nothing. He buried it. Isn't it amazing? And here's what I find. I've been a pastor here a long time, 36 years. And you know what I find? There are a whole lot of people who see themselves as one talent people and say, well, I can't do it because after all, this is all I have. This is all I could do. This is all. Man, where do where, where you get that from? <laughs> God equipped you for something. And I say this, and I've been saying, Pastor Lowes, how long I've been telling people in this church, everybody has something that can make them a millionaire. Ain't I been saying that long time. And so we need to understand that, that we're going to be held accountable. That's the point, that one day we're going to be held accountable. Now, you already know it, uh, but there's some who don't. Give me the T's, give me the T's. We're going to do it again. Repetition is the mother of Give me the T's. Come on, come on. Time, Time, talent, talent, treasure, treasure, talk, talk, your thoughts, and the truth. That's right. And the truth. See, your star pupils sit up front. You know that in every classroom. Your star pupils sit up front because they don't want to be distracted. Yeah. And so that's it. Okay. So then we need the proper education. Now we're going to continue on uh, because this is going to take us a little while to get through this. I mean, it's going to take us a little while. Okay. So then we need the proper motivation for money. Now here we go, because I'm going to be talking about some things and I don't want anybody to get it twisted. Uh, all of a sudden now you start talking about money and they make you into a prosperity preacher. I'm not a prosperity preacher, although I do believe the Bible teaches prosperity. Amen. Amen. I tell you all the time, Jesus said, the poor you will have with you always. But he never said I had to be one of them. Hmm. And so we need a proper motivation. I'm going to need your help on this. All these passages, I want you to get them. See, I'm going to be saying a lot of because I'm going to talk about favor and I'm going to do a message entitled Favor Ain't Fair. And I tell you what, you may not believe this. What would you rather have, Pastor Ford? A million dollars or favor? Give me the favor because the million dollars can run out. Favor don't never run out.
1: All right. Don't you want to know where he's going to go with that? Well, stay tuned. We'll get back to this message for the love of money in just a moment. But we're able to bring you Pastor Ford's teaching each day because of your generosity, because of your financial support of Treasured Truth and Moody Radio. If you've never given a gift before, today'd be a great time to make that first time gift. Come to treasuretruthradio.org. Click on the link that says make a donation. And if you have given before, thank you. Would you support us again today? Again, come to treasuredtruthradio.org and click on that link that says "Make a Donation." Back to the message. Here's Pastor Ford.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm asking for now—favor. Yeah, and like the song say, favor ain't fair, but it sure is fabulous. Amen. I got favor. I went to Cole's school to talk to them, and I mentioned we have real men read. And they said, "Come on, bring it here." I ain't have to no appointment, anything. Then I said, we got Boy Scouts. They said, we, you could probably get about 30 boys from this school. Yep. He said, that's my passion, man. Don't you know you're coming here saying the things that I've been asking about for my kids? Real men read and something that will help them uh, get some men in their lives. I said, Boy Scouts, man, our goal is 100 kids before the end of the year. He said, well, I got 30 of them for you. Yeah. Hey, that's it, man. And, and so how about Proverbs 1311? So he says, Look, the money you get from selling drugs ain't gonna do you any good. But that money you get for working at McDonald's, that's gonna do you some good. And everybody knows it. I used to sell them. Yeah, don't be deceived about money. Yeah. So don't desire money. Don't depend upon money. Don't be deceived about money. And Psalm forty-nine six. Don't declare or boast about money. Uh, I was just talking to a guy, and he was grieving over his friend. And he said, "You know, I got some issues. I got some issues." I said, "What's the issue?" He said, "What you you know? What's going on with you?" He said. What's going on with me is this. My brother was just murdered. I said, wow, man, I'm sorry to hear that. He said, it was his own stupid fault. And I was, I was thinking, whoa, that's not kind of cold to say about your bro. He said, here's what he did. He got on Facebook and he would show all his bling. He get on Facebook and he showed three, 000, four thousand dollars. And he'd get on Facebook, and he would say things like, I always have a stack or two. I drive a Mercedes. And uh, they try to rob him, and he wasn't going to give it up. And they shot him and took it. They killed him. And I said, wow, boasting about his money. So here it is. Here it is. What's the proper motivation? We'll we'll talk about it. I know I'm dealing with the negative because I want you to see that I'm laying a foundation. On Sunday, when I talk about money never sleeps, when I deal with Ecclesiastes that says that money is the answer to all things, I want to hear it because I already laid the foundation. Amen. And so money is the answer to all things. Yeah, and I'm going to talk about that. Is it? He said, under the sun, money is the answer to all things. Now get this: you got to make sure you know it's all things, because money can't buy you love. No money can buy you love, and money can't buy you peace, and money can't buy you joy. Money can't buy you health. Yeah, so you know, I mean, I mean, uh, it, it's like somebody said, money don't make you happy. Well, at least let me have some to see for myself. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever, you know. Yeah, and so uh, you know, I'm gonna talk about it Sunday, so you just hear it again, but act like you didn't hear it. So, how long do multimillionaires keep their money when they win the lottery and it's fifty million and below? Three years. They're broke in three years. Fifty million and below. The ones that are above keep it a little longer. That's how. That's how we got our house. Because the guy who hit the lottery, he put money down on it and said, when I come back from Vegas, uh, I'm going to give you the cash. <laughs> he, he had won $6 million a, a lottery. And uh, he came back broke and said, man, I need that $100,000 I put down on this house. And as soon as he took it off the house, the person who sold it to me said, man, you know what that brother wants? I said, well, my wife said, I don't care what happens. That's my house. God gave it to me already. So I knew something was going to happen. I just didn't know it. You know, I didn't know that was going to happen. But yeah, he, he said, yeah, he came back and got that 100 grand. So here it is. Here it is. Desire, that first one says, don't let money be your goal. Don't let money be your goal. You with me? Depend, don't depend upon money, Proverbs eleven 28. Don't let money be your God. Don't let money be your God. Don't be deceived about money. Proverbs 13, 11, don't let money be your guide. Don't let money be your guide. Don't declare or boast about money, Psalm 49, 6. Don't let money be your glory. Don't let money be your God. Don't let money be your goal. Don't let money be your guide. Don't let money be your glory. So we need the proper indication about money. Well, you know, why, Pastor Ford, you'll hear this again too. Why should we not let money be our God, our guide, our glory, any of those things? Because money can buy a bed, but not sleep. Money can buy a house, but money can't make that house a home. Money can buy books, but it can't buy brains. Money can buy medicine, but it can't buy health. Money can buy pleasure, but it can't buy peace. Money can buy food, but it can't buy an appetite. Money can buy beautiful things, uh, but money can't make things beautiful. And money can buy a crucifix, but it can't buy a savior. Hmm. And, and that's it. And so we need to make sure that we understand uh, what it's really all about. It's like money is a universal provider for everything but happiness and a universal passport for everywhere but heaven. Anonymous said that. Can't take it with you. Never seen a U-Haul pulling a hearse. Yeah, remember that guy who told his wife, say, when I die, put my money in the attic because I'm going to take it with me. So she put it up in the attic. After the funeral, she came up to the attic. The money was still there. She said, I knew I should have put it in the basement. So then we need the proper indication about money. Got a few minutes here. Let me get it together. Let me give it to you quick. Money is an indicator. I wanted you to look at the passages, but can you do this at home? Can you see the de- Okay, so let me just fill it in. What is an indication of your passion? Who are what we love in life? Who are what we love in life? Where your treasure is there your heart is also. We would have did it the opposite. At least I would have. I would have said where your heart is. There, you're... He said, no, no, no. Show me your checkbook. I'll tell you who and what you love. Show me where you spend your time, your talent, your treasure, and your talk, and your thoughts. And I'll tell you who and what you love. I, I just listen to people. I can tell you what they love. I, I talk, Yeah, I, I was getting ready to say that too. I was getting ready to say, And and I know a brother who golf is so important to him. That he golfs on Sunday, he do not come to church. Exactly. I say, wait a minute, you can come to the 8 o'clock. No, you got to start early. Well, then come to the 11 o'clock service. No, it's, I'm just finishing up. So you put golf before God, if that's what you want to call it. That's what I call it. You don't come to church, but you are on the golf course. I ain't got nothing to say. Nothing to say. Priorities, what we value in life. Matthew 6, 34, what we value in life, purposes, why we exist in life. You go over to Scripture, you'll see. Our perspectives, how we view life, our productivity, what we accomplish in life, our parity or our person, how we act in life. Money becomes an indicator of these things. And so we need to understand about uh, money. I'm not done because I want you to see something here. I got one more thing to tell you. Uh, Because when you look at it, Jesus redeemed us. The word that's translated redemption comes from a Greek word, agora. What was the agora? The marketplace. So then our redemption is a financial term because Jesus, the word means to buy. It's 31 times. So it is used to buy anything. So then this one, Agora, it says in 1 Corinthians 6 verse 20 that Jesus Christ has redeemed us, bought us with a price. It's a financial term. It's a money term. Exegora, four times, he says, Galatians 3.13, Christ died to redeem us. So it means to buy out of the marketplace. So he bought us out of the slave market of sin. Right. Amen. It was a purchase. It was a financial transaction where Jesus Christ paid the price. Now, what was the price? Blood. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 18 and 19 for as much as you know you've not been redeemed with corruptible things such as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition of your fathers but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ as a lamb without spot without blemish god what is it uh, that i need to purchase my church i want blood leviticus 17:11 i've given the blood on the altar as atonement for sin hebrews 9:22 without the shedding of blood there is no remission and so uh, we were redeemed not with money, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood for me. One day when I was lost, he died upon the cross. I know it was the blood
1: for me. What a great way to wrap up this program, thinking about how Christ has redeemed us through his shed blood on the cross. You know, I hope that you've experienced that. And when you do, man, everything changes. Your whole priority system, how you look at money, how you look at scripture, everything, it all is transformed. You know, if you don't know Christ in this way, that your life has been changed by him, but you'd like to find out more about that, to talk with someone about that, maybe even give your life to him now, pray with someone to do that. I hope you'll call this number. It's 1-888-NEED-HIM. That's 1-888-NEED-HIM. Well, thanks for listening today. Thanks also to our producers, Amy Rios and Ryan McConaughey. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.